Chapter Thirty Three of Zoflia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Zoflia by Charlotte Dacker. Chapter Thirty Three it was the hour of noon on the following day when leonardo who had never quitted the cavern since the death of his unfortunate mother heard the usual signals for entrance given without the band were not often in the habits of returning at this hour he therefore conceived that somewhat extraordinary must have occurred and hastened to give them entrance several of the robbers rushed tumultuously in with looks of harm and alarm we are lost they exclaimed in terrified accents we are betrayed our retreat is discovered an armed force now hastens to surround the entrance to the cavern every avenue of escape will be blocked up such of our comrades as are out will stand no chance for they will be secured by innumerable soldiers awaiting them in ambush for ourselves our temporary security will be presently penetrated we shall all be sacrificed unless our captain can discover to us any secret paths by which we may find a passage under the mountains and invade our foes my brave comrades returned leonardo with a cool and dignified air if the case be such as you represent all is over with us i know of no secret paths leading from this cave nor do i believe there are any its own concealed and secret situation its o'erhanging portico and labyrinthian avenues having ever been deemed sufficient protection malice or treachery could alone have revealed us all i can recommend therefore is that we sell dearly our liberty and our lives and yield not an inch that is not purchased by blood while thus he spoke the signals from without were rapidly repeated some of our brave fellows have found means to elude the vigilance of the guards cried leonardo our signal is unknown to any but ourselves haste and give them entrance perhaps they bring further intelligence at this time the cavern contained only an inconsiderable number of banditti their chief leonardo his mistress and victoria who sat beside her trembling with apprehension of danger and dismayed at the non-appearance of zoflia whom she began to fear intended to abandon her in the common ruin the order of leonardo was obeyed the signals were exchanged the door thrown open when in rushed 
to the horror of all a numerous band of armed soldiers headed and conducted by genotti the dastard whom leonardo in momentary passion had struck surprised and shocked even the brave soul of the chief was daunted the soldiers hastened to surround him with the pride of genuine nobility he waved his hand and instinctively they fell back but a few moments seniors he cried and i am yours for in an instant he beheld that resistance against an host would be vain i would but speak he continued a few words to this female the companion of my fortunes then i will no longer claim your courtesy he approached his mistress who more surprised than intimidated remained sitting beside victoria megalina strozzi he exclaimed the name in a moment electrified victoria she beheld herself seated next a dire foe surrounded by death and danger she looked for zophia he was nowhere to be seen and her soul shook within her she sat in fearful silence listening to the words of leonardo magdalena strozzi he cried again then lowering his voice he proceeded i will not reproach thee now i will not tell thee that thy delusions misled my youthful mind or have ultimately caused my ruin no i will not tell thee so for the original cause lies deeper and more remote but look around at this moment o megalina i consider only the love that i have borne thee the years that we have been united that thou hast uniformly shared my perils and my miseries and at the remembrance my soul freely pardons whatever evil thou hast caused me yet less lightly wilt thou be judged of by others and suffer common ignominy with the lowest of our band a disgraceful death i have security against that in an agitated but low voice interrupted magdalena snatching a silhouette from her bosom i but first thou infamous victoria who in the splendor of youth crossed my path and robbed me of a lover thus do i thank the fate which has thrown thee in my power then bringing on the defenceless victoria she would have plunged the weapon in her bosom when suddenly between them stood more zophia victoria is mine he cried in a voice of thunder fired to frenzy megalina without further hesitation buried the dagger in her own breast thus leonardo she exclaimed i escape an ignominious death 
and thus cried leonardo rushing upon ginotti and ere his intention could be surmised plunging a poliard in his heart thus do i reward a traitor and disappoint him of his expected triumph ginotti fell bathed in blood and uttering hideous imprecations the guards hastened to seize the frantic leonardo but breaking with the strength of madness from their grasp he fled to the extremity of the cavern and before he could be again secured had given himself repeated wounds with the poigard still reeking from the heart of the treacherous ginotti fainting bleeding profusely he staggered and would have fallen the soldiers supported him in their arms and some attempted to staunch his wounds but even in the agonies of death he struggled furiously to prevent them crying out repeatedly in broken accents of frantic joy tis too late tis too late heaven be praised he endeavoured to dash himself upon the earth when finding he was forcibly restrained and that his strength failed him he rolled his wild eyes around as in contempt of their further power and resigning himself calmly into their arms expired with a smile of triumph on his features finding that the chief of the robbers had thus escaped them the soldiers hastened to secure with all possible diligence the remainder of the band some approached and offered to seize zoflia supposing him to be at least second in command oh we are lost whispered victoria to him in accents of alarm fear not softly returned the moor but accustom thyself to rely upon me wholly signora he cried addressing himself to the guards retire immediately from the cavern if you persist in remaining evil must betide you you impede my movements and will yourself suffer here is my dagger take it and be now convinced i mediate not to escape your hands by means of self-destruction selfish terror or awe perhaps both acted involuntarily upon the minds of the soldiers and they retreated to a distance zoflia then passing his arm round the waist of victoria stepped back a few paces suddenly a frightful noise like the rumbling of thunder was heard the cavern and even the mountain itself seemed to shake to the foundation huge pieces from the walls and from the roof became as it was forcibly disjointed the soldiers frantic from terror no longer retained their hold of the banditti but rushed in one common crowd towards the entrance of the cavern pressing tumultuously forward to escape 
as expecting to meet death at every footstep even victoria though supported by the arm of zophia yielded to the terrible impressions excited by the scene of dismay the reiterated shouts of the soldiery of an explosion an explosion and the feeling she had of her own inevitable danger her senses became overpowered confused horrors danced in her sight her eyes closed and unable to preserve her fleeting faculties she swooned on recovering she beheld herself in the midst of a spacious plain reclining in the arms of zophia and encompassed by myriads of guards she gazed wildly around scarcely could she believe that she still existed oh zophia zophia she cried in a voice of horror where are we no longer in the cavern but in a situation equally perilous oh dost thou not mean at last to preserve me from impending fate behold how we are surrounded no hope of escape would that like leonardo i had preserved myself from the ignominious death that too well i see awaits me will then not trust to me then in a terrible voice cried the moor i tell thee i can save thee from the fate thou dreadest though surrounded by numbers we are beheld of none swear that thou wilt confide in me trust me wholly and in an instant i bear thee from the midst of them oh i swear i swear cried the agonized victoria more swift than a point of time was the transition she beheld herself no longer in the midst of armed soldiers but on the summit of a mighty rock zophia led her to its uttermost brink extreme terror filled the soul of victoria but she could not speak involuntarily she cast downwards her eyes a dizzying precipice that made the senses stagger yawned at her feet far far in its bottomless abyss battled the deafening cataract which from the summit of the adjacent rock tumbled a broad tremendous stream till broken midway in its course by some rude projection it divided into numberless dancing sprays and branches of foam uniting again at a considerable distance beneath and thundering as it fell with restless fury down the rugged sides of the precipice whose hollow bosom sternly re-echoed to the mighty sounds victoria trembled for the spirit of the beauteous lilia seemed to rise to her view from the depth of this frightful abyss mournful it appeared 
and mangled with many a wound victoria remembered that for her she had felt no pity the images of the dying bresna of the destroyed henrique gliding before her on the rocky steep remorse filled her guilty soul but filled it too late for it came accompanied by despair in terrible anguish she gazed around and wildly clasped her hands now then victoria cried the moor but not in the gentle voice in which he had been wont to address her now then thou art emancipated from falling ruins from hostile guards from fear of shame and ignominious death already hast thou witnessed my power therefore thou knowest what i am capable of i have watched thee followed thee and served thee until now if then i save thee for ever from all future accidents all future worldly misery all future disgrace say wilt thou for that future resign thyself entirely to me alas sophia answered the terrified victoria am i not already in thy power can i choose then but be thine no evasion woman sternly cried the moor no forced concessions hast thou not always promised to be mine have i ever he added in a softened voice have i ever availed myself till now or that promise which thou madest but yet i cannot victoria compel thee nor so dearly do i covet thee will thy forced compliance satisfy me say then at once wilt thou unequivocally give thyself to me heart and body and soul oh yes yes for ever answered victoria rejoiced at even the semblance of returning softness in the moor in whose power she so completely beheld herself oh yes for ever but rescue me i implore thee at once from this frightful situation and hereafter thou shalt dispose of me as thou wilt taunt me no more o zophia with hopes of safety and of peace for my soul grows sick with me at the view of surrounding horrors yet while fair victoria thou must first swear to abide by what thou hast now said i swear then answered the trembling victoria and thou hast said it often rash girl replied the moor bursting into a loud laugh and fixing on her his terrible eyes from whose fiery glances victoria turned in horror nay turn not away he tauntingly pursued 
but look again and see to whom thou hast sworn victoria raised her eyes horrible was the sight which met them no traces of the beautiful zofia remained but in his place stripped as in her dream of his gaudy habitaments stood a figure fierce gigantic and hideous to behold terror and despair seized the soul of victoria she shrieked and would have fallen from the dizzying height had not his hand who appeared sophia no longer seized her with a grasp of iron by the neck dost thou mark vain fool he cried in a terrific voice which drowned the thundering echo of the waters behold me as i am no longer that which i appeared to be but the sworn enemy of all created nature by men called satan tis i that lay in wait for frail humanity but rare too rarely it is that by allurement or temptation i seduce them to my toils few venture far as thou hast ventured in the alarming paths of sin thy loose and evil thoughts first pointed thee out to my keen my searching view and attracted me towards thee in the eager hope of prey yea i it was that under semblance of the moorish slave supposed the recovered favorite of henrique appeared to thee first in thy dreams luring thee to attempt the completion of thy wildest wishes i found thee o oh, of most exquisite willingness and yielding readily to all of my temptations but what hast that gained for i have deceived thee throughout yet hast thou permitted myself to be led along thou hast damned thy soul with unnumbered crimes rendering thyself by each more fully mine thou hast enjoyed no moment of peace nor even the smallest of those fruits for which thou wast reduced so deeply to sin thus hath my triumph been richly completed thou art at once betrayed and cursed and the glory of thy utter destruction is mine thus then with a terrible laugh he pursued thus do i now perform my promise to thee of saving from future worldly ill as he spoke he grasped more firmly the neck of the wretched victoria with one push he whirled her headlong down the dreadful abyss as she fell his loud demonic laugh his yells of triumph echoed in her ears and a mangled corse she was received into the foaming waters below reader consider not this as a romance merely 
over their passions and their weaknesses mortals cannot keep a curb too strong the progress of vice is gradual and imperceptible and the arch enemy ever waits to take advantage of the failings of mankind whose destruction is his glory that his seductions may prevail we dare not doubt for can we otherwise account for these crimes dreadful and repugnant to nature which human beings are sometimes tempted to commit either we must suppose that the love of evil is born with us which would be an insult to the deity or we must attribute them as appears more consonant with reason to the suggestions of infernal influence Fini. End of chapter thirty three recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, BC. End of Zophia by Charlotte Thacker.